Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I'm Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, love, health, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to RevWithRachel.com and enter your name and email address. And you can also like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is the physiology of embodied authenticity with Michelle Hartman-Smith. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Rachel. It's always a delight to connect with you, my dear friend from Wisconsin also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how we... Uh... Yeah, it's such a sweet connection we had back, gosh, seven years ago that was. Wow. Yeah. On the path of transformation and accessing our true potential, I'm excited for what you have to share today with the listeners. Well, it's such an honor and a privilege to be here, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you speak to that kind of calling or that transformation that happened in your own life? Yeah, so when you ask me that, I, I'm really just taken back to that time seven years ago. Um, I was at a place in my life where I was really seeking something I knew that was, you know, inside of me, but I wasn't sure how to attain it. Hmm. it was, yeah, there was a potential that I knew for myself, um, you know, and if I really think about it, I was using a lot of my brain, my mind, um, you know, kind of like a mechanistic way of trying to reach this, this place or this life that I thought was there for me. Um, and yeah, really, you know, got to kind of a low, a low spot in my life. Um, and, you know, ultimately, it really brought me down to my bended hands and knees praying, God, you need to show me something like I, I'm really at a loss here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really, really where I was at seven years ago. And, um, so yeah, that deep prayer and then just really kind of surrendering to an answer that was outside of me. Um, there was, you know, for lack of a better or you know, thinking through it now, like a greater power, <laughs> you know, yeah. a power that had to come in to really show me. Um, and there's that power in asking too, like you did. Yes. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, now through the years I've learned, we don't need to get to that low spot before we know to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask for guidance before it gets so, you know, we, I guess I wasn't really taught that or it, this wasn't a part of a conversation growing up, but to have that communication and connection with life and ask when something's not feeling right. Absolutely. I think we kind of just, you know, trudge along in life, um, really kind of being at the effect of our environment, our relationships, you know, really on a subconscious level, we, we try to attain happiness from outside of ourselves when really mm-hmm. the true gift and, and wisdom lies within. I love it. So what came to you? What guidance did you get? 
So the guidance I got was very, very tactile. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's now the work that I, that I do and I facilitate a program called Higher Brain Living. Um, I actually, you know, in the space of this kind of situational depression was getting my hair done. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd been seeing Courtney for about 15 years. So we knew each other very well. And I was just sharing with her that where I was at with my work. Um, and at that point, you know, I was a radiation therapist. I was working alongside a very a world-renowned neurosurgical team, and we were pioneering a functional brain treatment um, with this technology called the CyberKnife. And um, it kind of um, went a direction that didn't include me. And mm -hmm. what that means is, you know, basically administration of the hospital and this team, they couldn't figure out who should own which part of this new new program. And so they the the neurosurgical team ended up leaving mm. and yeah I was really in a space of okay what am I going to do with my life now <laughs> um really needing direction about that so I was talking to Courtney and she had said to me you need to go hear what I've been doing it has mm. to do with the brain and it has to do with finding joy and really realizing that a part of our brain will allow us to be in those states without us needing to try and I'm like what tell me more about that so she sent, me, <laughs> she sent me to, um, you know, said that I should go see her, her facilitator. And it so happened that I ended up in a, in a different presentation. And this presentation is the thing that allowed me to pursue this as a career. Mm -hmm. um, so again, another divine guided um, opportunity. Um, so yeah, sitting in the audience, hearing about this, this discovery, um, Dr. Cotton, his creation, um, this program called Higher Brain Living. Um, I got to see on the table what happened in somebody's body when this part of the brain was starting to wake up. And, you know, the emotion just started flooding through me. And I'm like, wow, this is the answer to my prayer. Um, so that's really how it came to be. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And it's it's so powerful and transformational, really unlike anything I've seen or experienced. Why don't you describe a little bit about what uh, what happens and what's the potential and the transformation? Gosh, yeah, higher brain living. Um, it's really a profound way to tap into the latent potential of the energy of our body. So it's a gentle touch protocol that we tap into specific vortexes in the body. Um, you know, this energy has been known for centuries. I know you've talked about this in a lot of your other episodes, Rachel. Um, you know, waking up that latent potential, this protocol, what happens is there's a science-based uh, phenomenon called piezoelectric. Um, and so when the touches are done in a specific way, in a specific sequence, this energy is released in the body and it's directed right up to the prefrontal cortex. Once that higher brain starts getting tweaked awake, it starts getting activated, there's an involuntary breath expansion that happens, and we call that salutogenesis. So this is what makes this program unique and different and revolutionary to anything else out there. It's the higher brain first that wakes up, which causes the brain, which causes the energy to continue. So mm -hmm. it's not a breath technique. Um, what I like to describe it to my clients as, as you know, just as the blood in our veins is not our circulatory system. 
the breath and energy that's produced in the body through this brain waking up is not salutogenesis. Salutogenesis is a mechanism all, all on its own. And this is revolutionary, right? Mm -hmm. It's a whole nother system. And it's meant to have us be in our fullest potential by waking up this highest, most evolved neurological architecture in our brain, this brain layer that we haven't always had. Yeah. Well, and I love it. It's, it is so revolutionary because people like you and I are experiencing it. So it means our body can do it, but it's not in the physiology textbooks yet. Exactly. exactly. That's what makes it revolutionary. Yes. So why, why do we want to be in our higher brain and what are we, you know, if we're talking about getting out of our lower brain and accessing our higher brain, what does that, what does it look like if we're in our lower brain and what's that, what are we accessing in our higher brain? So yeah, practically that that's a really great question. What does it mean to live when you're inside your lower brain? So what happens practically is what I kind of was alluding to, you know, that how I was living seven years ago was being anxious, depressed, uncertain of my future, not, you know, um, not present to who I am as this human being, as an evolved human being. Um, you know, it's really being at the effect of our life. It's not living our lives. It's like life living us mm -hmm. is how I like to say it when we're in our lower brain. So when we get into our higher brain, we are living from a space of those birthright states of peace and joy and happiness and feelings of abundance and confidence. And it's difficult for me to have people really grok what that means because we have glimpses of those feelings, but they're not sustainable. And so it's like, oh, well, I can be happy. You know, I can find joy in my life. But really the difference is, is it comes from the inside out and it's not anything you need to try to do. It's, it's you truly being the driver of your life from a part of your brain that you've evolved. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. And I just want to mention, because I had a client through this work too, that had said, that she, she realized she was pretending she was happy. And then once she went through and had sessions, she was like, oh, I'm actually happy now. I'm not just pretending to be happy. And I thought, wow, isn't that a shot, you know, like a, an aha. For sure, right? And that, yeah. there's a subtlety there, right? Um, yeah. You start having these insights and um, just this inner knowing starts to come online and we keep going like that's the the true I think beauty of this work as well is it just keeps going you know really we're out to create a much bigger um expansive understanding and um call it metacognition we're creating more complexity in the brain so that the outside world becomes more simple Mm. keep speaking to that yeah so the metacognitive piece um when you when you have a solid yeah I feel like you know there's so many pieces to this work it's so multifaceted yeah um, and as we're talking here so you had asked me what is it what does it feel like to be in the higher brain 
So as you continue to use this work, engage this energy, focus on saluted genesis, actually, you know, know and intend, direct that energy to the higher brain. We're loosening the grip of that primal brain more and more so that we're creating an actual tipping point in the brain. The, neuro the neurology is shifting. We're creating new neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And as you keep going, there is a, a cognitive piece where you start having a meta view of your life. And what that means is um, we call it subject release. <laughs> you start getting a 50,000 foot vantage point of who you are in this, in this body. And it's spiritual in nature for sure, right? Mm -hmm. There's a spiritual component. And what that really means is, um, um, let me get my thoughts straight here, is that you realize that you're not this body. <laughs> you're not the thoughts that are created in your mind. You're not your emotions. You are much more than that. In fact, you're the thing that observes it all. And when you transcend into this part of you that's liberated from everything in the relative realm, meaning this earthly plane, you start functioning from a different place. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about the title of the show here, it's truly embodying all of who you are through that physiological component. Um, it's like science and spirituality, you know, what you talk about with your work. There is a synergistic component to who we are when we talk about our spirit selves and then our, our physiology. Like there's a, they go hand in hand. Um, mm -hmm. And I think often maybe the listeners have dived into this before, maybe not, but there is a huge body of research around spiritual experience and God and what's happening in the body when we're having those experiences and having those states of compassion and love. And um, so there's, there's so much here that <laughs> where yeah. we could go, but I want you to speak to like authenticity. What, what is it? So authenticity for me is the ability to be, do, and act in the world in a way that has you seen, valued, and heard for who you want to be. So it's more than being, being able to be yourself. You know, that might be a way that people understand that. Authenticity is being free to be you, but it's also coupled with how you be, do, and act in the world. Um, a lot of times, you know, the subconscious mind will have us be in this, I should say most of the time, it's, you know, under the conscious threshold, 95% of, of who we are is under that conscious threshold through mechanistic being, doing, and acting. Mm -hmm. And to be authentic is to really realize, and that's a beautiful segue or a continuation of what it means to be in the higher brain, is we have the ability to be who we want to be, but not from that mechanistic um, subconscious running. Um, we're starting to loosen the grip of all of that mechanistic thinking into vitalistic is what I like to call it. We're in those thrive states. We get into spaces of flow where things just start coming into your life and into, pl into place for you from a space of just being. And um, 
that for me is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And kind of what I hear in, in that is from our lower brain and what is often called the ego, like we have these other motivations, like to prove ourselves, to prove we're enough and all that. And yeah. become, like authenticity is kind of breaking f- f- through those layers to just shine who we are. Yes. And, you know, when we get into the higher brain, the awareness of those things start to come up because we're mm. actually prepping the physiology to be able to process those things that we've shut down. You know, those things happen early on in our lives and we don't have the neurological bandwidth to process them. So then they actually get stuck in our physiology and they stay there. And with higher brain living, we are now opening up those bandwidths. We're creating the physiology to be able to process them. And that can be a lot of why we call it the hero's journey. To get on this path is really beautiful because we're, we're living into a potential that we know is there for us. Um, but it can, it can be, um, you know, it can get you into a space of, okay, do I really want to go here? This is scary, right? Like those fear, those fear moments come up and, um, you know, it might be a good segue here too, to talk about what this work is informed by is something called integral meta theory, which really means that we are irreducible to four dimensions as humans. We're a mind, we're a body, we are relationships and we're environment. So we have interiors and exteriors. And so as we, as we traverse this, you know, evolutionary uh, vertical growth, it's important that we surround ourselves with people that are on the same path, you know, having like minds. Um, the power of community is really, really crucial to us continuing on. Um, and that's really what I'm out to create as well as, you know, a consciousness community. Um, I know you really speak to also kind of this awakening and the transformation. And then now, now what, like, who are we now in the world? Mm-hmm. Do you want to speak more to that? Yeah, like going beyond ourselves, right? Um, Dr. Cotton, you know, I'm a part of something called the New Human University. And this has been an expansive, uh, just a really needed and profound way to master the concepts and the practice. Um, he really realized that, you know, seven years ago when we got trained, Rachel, um, you know, it was a beautiful unfolding to who we are as individuals going beyond that mechanism um, and really stepping into who we are as these, you know, human beings that can make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So once we realize that, um, we are like, okay, let's make, let's do this. Let's share this with people. Let's, you know, really start creating that tipping point of higher levels of consciousness having more people become awakened. Um, But what we really realized is that there is potential for mastering the work. And so New Human University has been um, a profound catalyst for me to be able to do that in my own individual business. And what I'm finding now is that the more I awaken to not only my potential, but the potential of the collective, when we create this, this resonance Um, of people really waking up to who they are beyond the mind, the body, and the emotion. It's like, wow, who can we be as a community of people doing this? Mm. 
And, you know, the way of the world right now, there's major destructionism going on. <laughs> All yeah. of our social systems are really breaking down. And it's got our world in just chaos right now, beyond what I ever thought was going to happen. Um, so it's a true indication of the need of this work. And, um, you know, Dr. Cotton and many others have said that the biggest breakdown that's going to come of this potentially is, you know, um, mental disorders, you know, people really going to the depths of anxiety and depression and uncertainty. Um, we need to get the information out that there's, there's actually a part of their brain that will help them break free of that chaotic, um, the chaotic underpinnings of the brain, um, that lower brain really being in those fear, fear states. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think of that so much of what can be stirred up in us right now is, is lower brain stuff, like kind of our life stuff, our um, worry, fear, anxiety, um, all those feelings of not being enough, not worth it. Yeah. And it's a shift, but it, it, we're really being called as a world because this is affecting the whole world <laughs> to kind of become aware of this stuff and know that there's a new potential for us. For sure. We're truly surviving right now. Yeah. Everything that what you said is it's really, it's rooted in survival living. Mm. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting, you know, to be able to thrive in the space of what's happening right now, right? That's what true leaders, I think, are capable of doing. It's seeing beyond what's happening into solution-based thinking. And that really goes back to the higher brain metacognition. Why do we need to be in that higher brain is so that we can transcend what's happening in the world right now and actually come to solution. We need to hurry. Yeah. <laughs> And to, to be able to come to solution, we have to, because part of the lower brain is like wants to blame and wants to just focus on the problem and, and all that. And the solutions are in our higher brain. That's where our real insight and intuition and creativity is. Yes. And the, and the, and the ability to really actualize, experience ourselves as much greater than just that you know, lower brain, am I enough? Like, it's really crazy for me to think that, you know, I've gotten to that point. It's like, wow, I really thought that of myself, mm -hmm. right? Um, and when I see that in other people, it's, um, there's just so much potential, so much potential for people to actualize themselves as the miracles they truly are. I love yeah. that you said that as the miracles that we truly are. It's so true that we're, what, I mean, really we're right here on this earth in space, perfectly held in some orbit. <laughs> it's, it's crazy if you think about it, that we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's simple. I go back to it's simple. When we look at the science and the physiology, you know, our brain has grown in layers and this new evolved layer is really mimicking you know, like the wings on, on a creature <laughs> back mm -hmm. in the day. We didn't always have, you know, creatures that flew. They were a prototype. They had wings and finally they knew how to use them and it had them survive. Our angel lobes, our prefrontal cortex, our higher brain are the human wings. And it's a shift of energy and it's, um, 
you know, really just having more awareness of that. Um, and when you're in your lower brain, you don't have awareness of it. So this, you know, hopefully is some context that will have people just understand. It's like, whoa, what is she talking about? I have a part of my brain I'm not using. Mm-hmm. You know, we're using 5% of the potential of that part of our brain. And um, our world is is calling us into needing to use more of it. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of too bad, but often if we wait until that breakdown before we um, access a breakthrough, but like you said, in the start of the show, we don't have to get to that point. Right. You know, that really speaks to kind of the awakening process. Um, as I've delved on into my studies here, I know there's, you know, a number of us that aren't meant to wake up. Mm. Um, so hopefully this information will get to those that are seeking. Yeah. You know, that really brings me back to your very first question. I was seeking and I know those are, you know, there's that internal whisper, (laughs) right? Yeah. They become louder screams and it's like, okay, God, show me, show me. Um, So hopefully people can hear that there is a way out of their despair, their anxiety, their depression, those feelings of doubt and uncertainty. We, we are, we are the species. We need, we need to be the ones to pull us out of this. We are the, we are the ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and in in a large way, I just think our culture, at least here in the U S is, has not provided a correct context for us growing up, our, you know, for our emotions, our mind, our thoughts. Um, so we end up growing up kind of knowing deep within ourselves there's something else there, but then not being able to access it. And then instead of kind of processing emotions and taking a look at our mind and having these types of conversations, then we escape it. We do things to, to cover up and not let ourselves feel and let go and surrender to really the life that's there for us. Yeah, you're really speaking to a, a such an important you know, system right now, the educational system. Um, with the need for virtual teaching right now, I'm actually hopeful that this is the start of something brand new for our education system. Um, you know, it's definitely going to impact our youth for sure. Um, but I hold the notion that this is the, the first step into something much greater than what you've, you've, you're just speaking of, right? Mm. We're stuck in a classroom. We're made to learn things in a way that aren't necessarily conducive to our best learning. We don't get to know ourselves as, the, as this beautiful brain body with these beautiful emotions that, that guide us in our life. Um, We're made to stop crying. We're made to stop thinking the way we want to think. Um, Our souls are really being crushed in that way, in a sense. And that might sound a little dramatic, but I think what what you may be alluding to is that soul piece of who we are. I remember asking my mom that as a kid, actually. What do you mean by soul? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? And, you know, she did her best and to try and describe that to me. But I think you're right. There's generations upon generations of us not knowing exactly how to experience what that actually means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I just have to keep driving home that it, it has to do with the neurology. Yeah. 
And two, I feel like this context is happening everywhere. So in through education, through medicine, how we look at the body and just a narrow viewpoint, through what our parents taught us, through um, the beliefs we decided to take on for ourselves. But it's kind of awakening to just looking at all those beliefs and is we don't is this really true? Questioning, questioning our opinions and opening our mind. Yes, and where do we source the truth from? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I would really love to touch on too, so you'd ask me, how, you know, awakening. Um, and, and when we awaken, how does that contribute to who we want to be as an authentic being? Mm-hmm. Um, what Dr. Cotton teaches in the New Human University um, is that we can access these awakened states, you know, that observer self, Um, a soul awakening, transcendent awakening. What that means is that when we get energy into the higher brain, we can, we can realize that the space between the thoughts, like the awareness of things, nothing can touch that space. And that is consciousness itself. So when we're in that space, we can start shaping the mind. And so The context around, you know, growing into our potential means that, you know, there's a development piece there. So we can awaken, but then there's actual stages of development. And he teaches, um, you know, evolutionary concepts. He's an evolutionary theorist. And this context is so powerful because it's not just about awakening to a higher consciousness. It's what are you doing with that level of consciousness then? Mm-hmm. we shape our lives we create our lives in those four dimensions I was speaking of of mind body relationships and environment so as dimensional beings it's like picturing yourself growing up this evolutionary ladder and there are pieces of our growth and development that we need to clean up and what I'm talking about with that is you know personal responsibility accountability and having structure in your life um, you know really looking at success and personal achievement. Um, All of those things are foundational to who we are as a human being traversing this life path. And if they're crumbling, if there's pieces of those that we're not in integrity with, you know, that's how our life shows up. And we become at the effect of that versus growing through it powerfully. And so what I what I would love to introduce is an iteration of higher brain living um, is called source code meditation. Dr. Cotton wrote his his first book, <laughs> putting him to the pressure of reading <laughs> writing another. <laughs> He's probably got numerous in him. Um, it's source code meditation, hacking evolution through higher brain activation. And what this really is is um, you know the the waking up, the growing up the cleaning up, and then the showing up. And so it's not enough to just for ourselves, what are we doing showing up in the world to create what we think can be the new world as the new human? So Mm -hmm. higher brain living is an amazing, amazing program, and there's more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, like that just feels like such an understatement. I I feel like (laughs) You know, I've talked about this for a really long time for me to um, really dive into the all of the facets of it. 
And it's like we're accessing to this place of no words. And so to put words to what we're, (laughs) (laughs) what we've experienced or what, you know, what we know is possible. It's kind of like, oh, (laughs) but I love you, Michelle, because you are so beautifully um, expressed in, in speaking to all of this. And so I appreciate you doing that. Hmm, thank you, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I, you know, came across in a way where people can really, first one, understand that there's more to life than the way they're living it. Mm-hmm. Even those of us that are waking up, there's still more. And if you're feeling called into more potential and experiencing your life in a different way, there's a way to do that. And secondly, you know, to really understand that um, the physiological piece, even though it may sound sciencey, there is so much love that starts happening. Self-love, right? When we open up these higher structures of our brain, our higher hearts start opening. And when you get connected to something greater than yourself, you feel that in your body. And then you start being that. And I guess that would be another way of, you know, describing what it means to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Anything else? Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, one thing I would really love to bring into the conversation is this opportunity to join a movement. Um, And what I say about a movement, it's a group of people that have come together that are really taking on this work in a big way. And Dr. Cotton um, has opened up something called Praxis Aletheia, which is a one-year devoted path to developing through these waking up states and then growing through the stages of evolution. Um, and so he's, he's offering a free webinar next week. Um, I think you said you may put a link in the notes that people can access this webinar and get to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, Rachel. This has been wonderful. Yes. And what's the best way for the listeners to connect with you to learn more? The best way to connect with me is via my web, my uh, email, actually. My website is under construction. So my email is Michelle's, so Michelle S. Beautiful Life at gmail.com. Wonderful. And with beautiful, it's B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L, life at gmail.com want to spell out that be beautiful so yeah. say your email address one more time michelle's beautiful life at gmail.com wonderful thank you so much michelle thank you know you, i just love this area and this topic and we've been so blessed to have this come into our lives mm, i agree i can't ima- i can't imagine a life without it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely been probably the one of the highlights of my life. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank Love you, Rachel. It. You're welcome. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure to share these important life-transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be loved.
EWN Podcast Network.